0: Hey everyone, welcome to Buzzing About Romance, a quick shot of romance. I am Becky. And for this quick shot, I am joined by Carolina. Hi, Carolina. Hey, Becky. Um, So we'll just be really honest. I kind of strong armed you into reading this book, but you were not sad.
1: No, I wasn't sad. And I'm glad you did. I enjoyed the book.
0: Yeah. And we have a couple things to talk about too, because we were lucky enough to get the audio and the ebook. And I have some thoughts.
1: I have thoughts too. Okay. So, this is perfect. Um,
0: so, <laughs> on this episode of A Quick Shot of Romance, we are reviewing The Tryst by Lauren Blakely. This is book two in The Virgin Society. Um, if you would like the synopsis from Goodreads, make sure you hit up our on the shelf show notes at buzzingaboutromance.com um, because we have so many things to talk about. I don't want to waste minutes on a blurb. Plus, I don't read them. Plus, Let's dive in. Um, so this was a recent release. This is April 5th of 2023. This book is available in Kindle unlimited. Tropes are age gap, uh, bearded hero, big city. He's a daddy with a little D. Ex's dad, virgin trope, vacation, <laughs> romance, single dad, one night stand, meet cute, forbidden, uh, book boyfriend, instant attraction, uh, lovers to friends to lovers okay do you think sure okay (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i mean they weren't really friends before they did it
1: no but even when they were friends they were trying to be friends but Just kept jumping into bed together.
0: But they didn't at first, at first they danced around. Lovers
1: took friends (laughs) with benefits
0: to lovers. We'll just make up our own tropes today.
1: Um, this is book two. Lovers took friends who can't keep their hands off each other to lovers. They
0: could not.
1: No. (laughs) There is a lot of steam in this book. They banged a lot.
0: There was. It was a lot of banging. (laughs)
1: <laughs> it pops and it pops off. This not often. a light on the bang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is book two in the Virgin Society. They are kind of interconnected standalones. Put out percentage was 14%. Did you read the RSVP, which is book one in this series?
1: I did not. Okay. I, I read did. this completely as a standalone.
0: I did. And I guess that this is a series of books that she wrote early on in her career that she is re-editing and updating. Okay. So... Um, I don't remember what name they were published under previous. Okay, so audiobook narrators for this book were Vanessa Edwin and Teddy Hamilton. So let's start with Vanessa first. I love her.
1: Loved her. Loved her. She was amazing. I... Uh, great job with the book. Great job, I mean, narrating our heroine um, and the sub-characters yeah. like throughout it. I thoroughly enjoyed listening to her chapters.
0: Yeah. Um, If Vanessa Edwin reads it, I don't think I've ever heard a book with Vanessa Edwin that I was like, she's kind of cringy. I don't like her. I love everything she reads and performs. Agreed. Okay. So Teddy Hamilton, who typically is a fan favorite. He narrates the book Wild, which is one of my all time favorite books. And I absolutely love him as the narrator in that book. But Wild's kind of this fun, quirky, playboy, flirty character. Nick in this book is an older, more mature gentleman with a little bit of a rough side, but successful businessman mm-hmm. who's a daddy and a dirty talking daddy.
1: Teddy yes. Hamilton
0: is not a dirty talking daddy. It just didn't work.
1: Now, I'm I am a take it or leave it with Teddy Hamilton. He's not He's not one that, like, oh, if he's reading it, I have to listen to it. Same kind of narrators. Um, I, there's a few, like, let's just say Shane East, like, I'm, he could read the freaking phone book Spash and I would in listen York. to it for hours on end. Um, snow. Let's make a list. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I, I would agree that I, I just don't feel like he was he he read it well like it's I just don't think he was the right narrator pick for this um it was fine the chapters I listened to were okay but I felt like he was a little t- too bro than yeah a, a father I think like a, a little more mature. and from a business perspective because even though um Nick the main character or hero he didn't grow up with a lot he like he made his company from his own from the start like he built his company but he's savvy he's smart and he has established himself in the world so he still he has developed a finesse about him from his experience that I I don't think Teddy
0: he didn't I don't convey think that the
1: right pick to narrate that well if- I, I just don't think he's the right voice for that
0: here is my other here's my other piece on this and it's a regional thing. So, um Nick's character grows up on Long Island and his born and bred mom and dad are Long Island, he has a brother who's Long Island. Now while Nick has left the city of New York, has left Long Island and lives in Britain and i suspect that given and we'll talk about it a little bit like what his past was like and his job and everything like that he shucked the the new the long island accent pretty pretty early on so he fit in but there were times when dad was speaking in the book mm-hmm. and dad had no accent right and if you're a lifelong person that lives in long island I would find it really odd that you didn't have even just a tiny bit of that Long Island, New York cut to your voice.
1: And, and I would agree because it's not even addressed in the book that he, like, there's no, like, oh, I lost it. Like, so you almost expect, I didn't pick up on that. I just kind of read it and listened to it. Like... But I would say now that you bring that up, I'd be like, "Yeah, no, this character probably should have that ac- a little bit of that accent."
0: And I think it just really comes to like that whole theater background characterization, like knowing right. who. He- so it's it's just a performance thing. Um, it isn't anything else. Like it's just simply a right performance. And
1: and I would say for the audiobook listeners, listen, this is just our take on. Teddy's performance right. you could love it. Um yeah. it, he gives a solid performance. I just I and I don't think the well, way this character was was the his voice was the right. Well, way
0: let's talk about Nick's character and who he is as a character and maybe that'll help kind of see where we're coming from with him. Um I so Nick is a super successful venture capitalist that owns an investment uh venture capital firm in London. And he's a hard worker, like he and it later in the book he divulges some secrets of his life and how he ended up with his son David because there's kind of some incestual upper east side New York feels to this whole romance, like a little gossip girly feel, like
1: Well, I think it's also gonna... within that in the families of Nick's son David his the mother yeah and um layla slash lola's character yeah um her family they all come from money so you expect like kind of this you have to well like get married and breathe within yeah so
0: nick had he's a teen he's 17 when he gets david's mother's pregnant He, or maybe he's a freshman in college. I mean, he's very young, 17, 18 years old. They, the grandparents raise the son, basically, while the mom and the dad go to college. They get married after college. And then they realize that, like, we don't work. And David at the time was working as, like, a waiter or a caddy at the country club in which uh, David's mother's family was members. And... um. So that's part of how Layla slash Lola, for this I'm going to call her Layla, didn't realize that David was related to Nick. Because here's the deal. David has a different last name than his mm-hmm. dad, Nick.
1: And he has his mother's last name.
0: Lola, Layla. She um sort of dated David, but they were really more friends.
1: Yeah, they didn't. Yeah, like, and they dated for such a short period of time. Um, and they didn't, you know, they didn't do a whole lot yeah. in their relationship. Now, there is another element. So there's a lot of like name play going on situations. And the same happens for Layla and Lola. I'm, I'm going off course. But, and the reason we keep saying this is because um, our heroine, Lola, is basically her stage name for her company and her brand. She goes by Lola for her brand, but her real name is Layla, and that's a choice because of some stuff that happens in her past, and she becomes, um, there's a certain notoriety, in a not positive notoriety.
0: Yeah, it's a tabloid notoriety. It's, you know, kind of the Lauren Bobbitt style me. effect, um, famous for uh, being a victim.
1: Yes. So there's also uh, how Nick doesn't realize that it's his son's friend because she's the first time Nick and Layla meet. She goes, they meet at a work conference. So she's going by her business name. Right. So there's a lot of like, which actually, and and it's, (laughs) we're explaining it very technically and it can sound like if I was listening to this episode, I'd be like, Okay, yeah, no, I have no mental capacity for that or space. That's not my jam. But the way that Lauren Blakely writes this, completely intrigued. Like I was on the edge of my seat waiting for the reveal because of how the anticipation of that, like you know it's coming. And then when you finally put pieces together, because well, I. But
0: Lauren herself doesn't typically write an overly angsty book either. And as things were building, I felt like it was either going to go, and that's why I was on the edge of my seat. I felt like it was either going to go like really angsty, off the charts, not quite feel like Lauren Blakely, or it was just going to be this throwaway comment and it didn't even matter. And so why did we use that trope? But man, she wove this story and gave us these breadcrumbs. Mm -hmm. And like, seriously, I felt like Hansel being thrown in the oven. (laughs) No, when she and dropped was... it because i was like what
1: well yeah because there's a couple reveals throughout the book there's the reveal of our main characters realizing who the other one is and their re- their real relation to each other
0: well before we and... get to that let's talk about their one night stand and their first meet because all right let's do it (laughs) he's a keynote speaker a last minute sub keynote speaker at this investment conference that uh layla is attending and she's attending it because she has a makeup app That allows you, that teaches you tutorials to do your makeup, but also has like a Instagram. Social element to it. Social element to it. So you can crowdsource colors and all this kind of stuff. And it's fun. It's creative. I like how Lauren Blakely kind of took existing tech, but made it a little more whimsical and fun. And Nick's giving a keynote speech about like investing in tech and what financiers are looking for. After his thing is done, and she's entranced through the entire oh, keynote, well, and
1: and we should also say they noticed each other at the conference prior because he just wasn't there for just the conference. He was there for he was there to do another element of the conference, like a private group kind of training or master session, if you will. And they noticed each other at different at times, so there was this like attraction across the room, and then and then he is switched up to give the speech um yeah. so yeah so after the speech is
0: done she approaches him and it's oh, like
1: during the speech she uh she makes some moves during the speech to to reinforce the attention
0: she does and it was like there was so much chemistry there was so much electricity between these two mm-hmm. that like these pages sparked and that's just it like I was desperate for the next page, the next scene, the next conversation between these yes. two, because there was such an intensity to this writing that from the very get-go, I was all freaking in.
1: And 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 yes, we can call it the banter, but I, I feel like it's deeper than just saying the words, the banter between them, because it was almost like this vocabulary dance that they did. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Like, conversational dance. It wasn't just, like, when I think banter, it's, like, back and forth witty. This was, like, a tango, like, a, a tango in a conversation. Yeah.
0: And there was a lot of eye connection and a lot of, like, so much steam between the two of these characters. Um, okay, so they both agree it is one night. They There's bagels, there's coffee, and there's a moment where... Each almost thinks about, like, changing phone numbers or anything like that, especially because, and as we said in this book, Layla is a virgin. She does not tell him she's a virgin until he figures it out. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. One night stand to lose your virginity, but whatever. (laughs) Um, But it worked and she wasn't like, the virginity was not handled like it was this gift or creepy or weird
1: yeah she had a maturity about it and i and i think through this whole book they both had a certain um maturity like obviously you well i shouldn't say obviously i one of the things i liked about this book was their conversations were mature there this wasn't even though nick is 41 and layla's what like 22 or no, something, she's 26
0: because she's two 20? years older than david Oh, so, no. So she's 24. No. 24. Yeah. He's 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's 24.
1: So, but because of their life experiences, they both have maturity about them. Um, So I think that was handled really well in, in quite a bit throughout the book.
0: So there is a meet-cute several weeks later, like, they've been thinking of each other, kind of reliving their moments, and... Uh, Nick has an opportunity with his brother that m- is moving him back to New York. And even as he's making this choice to come back to New York, he thinks, will I get to run into uh, Layla? And he actually has emailed her or messaged her something because they've been flirty texting
1: or something. Um, OK, can I just read one of like I have sure. to read one of the quotes from I think this is the during this flirty time because he becomes kind of like obsessed with her in all the best ways so like, obsessed he just cannot get enough like he's infatuated with her and and captivated unexpectedly captivated he just doesn't realize so he basically um gets he makes an account on her app anyways they've been going back and forth they are texting pictures And one of them is, he's like, look at you, you're a fucking goddess. I don't know how I'm gonna last through dinner with you because they're trying to make plans to meet up for dinner when he comes into town. Um, And then she says, you'll make it through dinner because you enjoy foreplay so much. Um, She knows me well already. I really fucking do, I say, I amend that statement, personalize it with you, beautiful with you. And I think that like that line, um, you will because you enjoy foreplay so much, like capture so much about Nick's character yeah, because he does. This is not about just getting to the bedroom. I mean, cause they get to the bedroom a lot in this book, but he's a there's... caregiver. He is a he caregiver.
0: Is. He is a protector. It's an unexpected protector and they're both so driven. They're both so smart. They don't need each other to fix them. So there's this already mutual professional respect between the two of them And we have this meet-cute that happens when they finally realize that David connects them and who each other is. And throughout all of this, David is starting a charity, an animal charity, and he wants to have a fundraiser. And both Layla and Nick agree to work on it together. They're gathering the prizes. And there's a line, and this is my line from this book. Nick says to Layla... My heart hurts when I'm with you, but not with you. Like, there was so much mm-hmm. pining and yearning on hit- on both their sides. And then they do make the step to cross and decide to, like, sleep together. And the whole time they're like, we have to tell David. Well, they just keep waiting. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be so many times that he was going to figure it out.
1: Yeah, I mean... But David had his own stuff going on, so it was like that was the perfect distraction. Um, I I also really just appreciated that. Yeah, this started as a one night stand, and they had incredible chemistry. And over that night, they still like they still have these conversations and kind of get to know each other without a lot of detail. But as the book progresses, you know, little things they know they it's almost like they see each other they don't know exactly all of the history and everything that's going on but they see something in each other that's like no i understand oh here's that statement and i know there's more behind the statement and they'll share it at some point yeah um, kind of feel well and there's
0: this book was stolen nights and secrets but also swoon and chemistry Mm -hmm. and intensity And there's a piece and we didn't even really talk about much about Layla and her relationship with her mother that really plays into some of the choices and decisions that she has to make in this book. And I don't want to spoil it, but I felt like and even also with Layla's friends, because she has this group Mm -hmm. of friends that are the Virgin Society and um, they're a
1: hoot. They're a hoot. I love them. They make just the right amount of appearance and you get to know all of them. Um, yeah.
0: Well, and like Layla with her mom, like she tries to handle her mom, but she's not really handling her mom. There was just some really cool pieces. I, you know, if you had asked me 18 months ago, do you like Lauren Blakely Blakely's books? I'd have been like, yeah, they're okay. They're okay. Okay. But I read the RSVP and I've now read this book. And I will say I like Lauren Blakely, like, loudly now. Like, now I'm going to start screaming about her books because the way this book was written, the way the RSVP was written, they're just so good.
1: Yes. The other thing, without giving anything away, is I... Thought the way that the third act was handled, there's a lot I'm not saying in that to not spoil anything, was really interesting. A different approach. And I really liked the maturity of it. Yeah. And big emotions. Big emotions. There's a few times I was like tearing up
0: oh like yeah. and we're not even talking about Layla and her past and what defined her and how she is and her interactions with her mom because wow it was just it uh, was, this book was so good
1: the bench
0: oh we're not talking about the bench
1: um i think i i think i'm i almost lost it joe looked at me and he's like are you okay i'm like no no not okay um
0: So if you are curious about, we did not do a quick shot on the RSVP, but I did do a Patreon exclusive, should you read it, on the RSVP, and you can find that over on our Patreon. Um, So if you want to know what I thought of that book, which it's an age gap, a virgin, I loved it, um, and it's Dad's Best Friend. So you can find that over on our Patreon. Um, But honestly, you guys, check this book out. Yes. It's worth it.
1: It is worth it. I mean, and yes, there's some angst, but this is not a high angst kind of book. Mm-mm. Like this is a, oh, you know, you know, reveals are gonna happen, and you're like, okay, oh my god, this is gonna be so good. Like, yeah,
0: and it 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 is a little longer book. I mean, I think it's like three thirty pages, but it didn't feel long. No, it was so well written, and just not at all. The story moved. Great characters. I think it's a must read. Go read it.
1: Go read it. Pick it, it up.
0: Anyway, Carolina, thank you so much for joining me for this quick shot of romance.
1: Thank you for recommending the book. You're welcome.
0: Um, until next time, everyone. Happy reading.
1: Find us on Instagram at Buzzing About Romance or on Twitter at Buzzing Romance.